Super Talk Mississippi media production. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. I really enjoyed that conversation. Before we move to our next guest, I just want to mention that next Monday... I uh, have a very inspiring conversation <clears throat> with uh, with Jeannie Lucky. And Jeannie's story is one of uh, perseverance. It's one of defying the odds, and it's of community involvement. And it's a terrific conversation. So uh, look forward to, to tuning in on Monday and uh, enjoy that conversation with Jeannie. And so now let's turn it over to, but you know, I would say my new friend because we've had we've been on Coast View together. We had a terrific conversation, and today we're going to visit more about some some legislation that's coming up, but we're going to talk about other things as well. But this is Angela uh, Mallet, uh, Mallet, Mallet, right? Matt, no, it's Mallet. It Mallet. Like okay, see, last time I said it just the opposite, so I thought I had it this time. But anyway, J- Angela Mallet, and she works with End It for Good. She's the director of outreach there, and uh, we'll tell you more about what that organization is all about. But anyway, how you doing, Angela? I'm doing well. I am. I am loving this weather. This is like my time of year. I'm just ready to shine with the cooler it is, weather. Yes, it is. What? It, what? It, it, I have a place up in the Mississippi Delta, and this is the time of year when we start spending more time up there. And uh, it's a great time to be in the Mississippi Delta, that's for sure. It's a great time to be in coastal Mississippi. I mean, I, I often post, you know, sunrises and sunsets from my house, and. Yeah. Uh, Man, is there better? Is there better, more beautiful sunsets and sunrise than anywhere in the world? No, there is absolutely not. And so, you know, the magic question for today, Ricky, is I'm going to go with our friend Rebecca Turner. She posted this on Facebook last night. Rebecca said, and the Good Things group that I'm part of, she asked everyone, "Are we turning our heaters on or not?" Yeah. And so I said, I read all, all the comments and my answer was like, no, not on the coast in October. We're not turning our heaters on. So <laughs> do you agree with that or disagree? It just depends. Look, my house holds, holds uh, heat really well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I like to do? I like to let it get a little cold and then turn the fire on, you know, enjoy yeah. the fire. Um, we've got a we've got an outdoor fireplace in our on our patio. We love to like do do you know, you know real fireplace and like to like the wood. And then inside it's a gas it's a gas fireplace. But and it actually it's a really good gas fireplace. We can set it and it will heat the whole room over time. But I like it to be a little cool and enjoy the flicker of the of the flames. And that's certainly the case up in the Delta. But yeah, you know, we'll have an 80-degree day one day, and then next morning it might be in the 30s. That's just a, what, what it is. That's the way we roll in coastal Mississippi, isn't it? That's right. I got up this morning, put the sweater on, and, uh, you know, this afternoon we'll probably be back in a T-shirt. <laughs> for sure. That's the way it is. Hey, for people who didn't hear our last conversation, let's remind them what End It For Good is all about. Yeah, so Ended for Good is a Mississippi-based nonprofit, and we work on community education, helping uh, advocate for health-centered approaches to drugs. Um, we're trying to to just have some real conversations around our state about drugs and the way that that's impacting our families, our communities, our college kids, um, and and even our our systems. You know. 
it's it's no big secret that that the correction system in Mississippi is something of of that we're all trying to work on um, our mental health systems. You know, we're trying to make improvements there, and so we think uh, that our drug policies in our state and in our country has a really big role in some of the changes that we need to see to improve our correction system, our mental health system, and our justice system. So at End It For Good, that's what we do. We travel around the state. We go into different communities and host discussions um, with with the stakeholders in that community. We were in Oxford last month. The month before that, we were in Tupelo. We've done, you know, Biloxi. We've been in uh, about 30 different cities in Mississippi in the last couple of years, trying to have these conversations, bringing all the people to the table. We want law enforcement there. We want the mental health providers. We want the parents, the little league coaches. We try to get all of these people in the same room and say, okay, what's working, what's not working, and what are some solutions that we might not have thought of before? So that's what we do and end it for good. There are five of us. We we have an office in, in Ridgeland, one in Hattiesburg, and I am here on the coast. Well, you guys are you're involved in health-based uh, alternatives. I, I remember really well in our last conversation that you are um, you, you've had to deal with recovery of your own. You, you've you've come yeah. back and found found your long-term recovery. And so you're not just someone who's who's just decided to to work hard on this on the issues that you work hard on, but you bring a passion of a real strong personal understanding of your own, and it's driven you, hasn't it? Yeah, it it definitely has. Um, you know that my my experience with recovery and and overcoming substance use disorder, uh, you know, was life changing for me, and and I think that. Having gone through that, um, I want to continue to have those conversations with people who are still experiencing experiencing it. Yeah. Okay. So, when you think, I mean, you can't you can't look at the news these days, Angela. I know and, it. And not read something about fentanyl. What in the world is going on? Yeah. So you know, fentanyl is. Well, first, let's give some context about um, good fentanyl and bad fentanyl. So fentanyl, the medication itself, is a a wonderful um, pharmaceutical that doctors, hospitals, nurse practitioners, um, they can use this medication for treating really severe pain. I had a friend of mine who she wrote an op-ed a few months ago about her son he was four years old. They were at a t-ball game, and he slammed his finger in the fence when he was coming out of the dugout, and it tore his finger. And he had to, they had to take him to the emergency room and stitch him up, and they gave him fentanyl. And he was fine. They put the little stitches in his finger, and they went home. But she had this, uh, this really profound experience when the nurse said, okay, we're going to get, we're about to give your son fentanyl. And she was like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. That's killing people. And she says, well, no, when it's, when it is quality controlled and it's dosed properly, 
in a hospital setting, fentanyl is a really incredible drug. I have a another friend who's a nurse anesthetist, and he talks about the same thing, about how great it is to use for people having surgery. That's one kind of fentanyl. The fentanyl that we're reading about every day in the news and hearing about uh, day in and day out is illicit fentanyl that has now been produced by drug cartels. They've learned how to make synthetic fentanyl, which is this really powerful opioid. And they figured out, hey, I can mix a little bit of fentanyl and, and, and make counterfeit pills and make 10 times the profit that we used to make with heroin. You know, you can also smuggle a very small amount of fentanyl in comparison to, you know, large bales of heroin. And the profit margin is just outrageous. So um, there's, you know, two different kinds of fentanyl that, that we see. There's, of course, the medical grade and then the counterfeit fentanyl, which is what is killing folks. Because when you have the underground market, counterfeiting pills, there's absolutely zero quality control. So you know, they mix it all up together and they press out these pills and one pill might have an appropriate dose in it that won't hurt someone. But then the very next pill sitting right beside it may have a lethal amount that will kill you instantly. And uh, with the with there's no control in the underground market, there's no way to know that. There's no way to know what you're getting. So now... <laughs> We have to have these conversations about, okay, so you've got this contaminated drug supply here, how, and people are dying at alarming rates from adults to people who have struggled, you know, for decades with drug use, but also you've got college kids, right, who've never really used drugs before, and they think they're getting, um, you know, a pill from their friend or an Adderall from their friend, and really it's it's a counterfeit pill with fentanyl in it. So, you know, something has to be done to make sure that we try to keep people as safe as possible. So that's why I am just ecstatic to see the conversations that have been happening over the last month or so uh, on Supertalk and at the Capitol and the drug policy hearing that was held last week. Um, there were some conversations in Hattiesburg last week with an advocate named Mr. James Moore about the passage of fentanyl testing strips. Um, when we do, we're coming to the end of the segment. When we come back, okay. um, we're going to talk about an effort to legalize fentanyl testing strips in the state, and um, and talk a little bit more about. Man, this is a really, really, really scary situation because when you look at the data, the data has been beyond alarming on the number of people who are being killed. So somebody who's never done drugs before takes one pill and that pill happens to be laced with too much fentanyl and you know all bets are off at that point. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Angela Millett. We'll see you after this. You can also listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've been able to skill just say alexa open super talk mississippi gulf coast this is coast view with ricky matthews on super talk mississippi gulf coast 103.1 
Welcome back to Coast View. Uh, have Angela Mallet. I said Mallet when we were going back to, to the break. Uh, I'll take my uh, pronunciation medicine now. <laughs> I, I, I really pride myself <laughs> on getting it right, but for some reason, I look at Mallet and I can't see Mallet. I have to literally concentrate to make it to make it right. Anyway, I'm sorry about that, Angela. It's all right. So uh, Angela is the uh, director of outreach for End It for Good. They do a tremendous amount of work in the area of, you know, helping people overcome drugs uh, and and other addictions. I, I would assume it would be any addiction for that matter, huh, Angela? Yeah. Well, we, we help educate about these issues. We're yeah. not we're not a direct service provider. You know, we're not we're not a treatment provider. But yes, we help educate on on substance use disorder and any other type of addiction. Okay, so when we went to break, though, we're talking about upcoming legislation dealing with legalizing fentanyl testing strips. And I would think that a conservative sort of frame of mind on this would be, whoa, wait, we don't want to do anything that would promote using drugs. But the fact is, when you look at the numbers, I mean, just let's talk for just a second about the point that you made. There's there fentanyl in a tiny, tiny portion can kill a lot of people. I mean, it is incredibly potent. The point that you made about one pill being made and being just fine, and another pill being made that could be laced with enough to kill a hundred people with no quality control. Those, I don't know how many millions of pills are coming into the U.S., but they're making their way into lots of different distribution channels, some of them getting to kids who've never done drugs before, and suddenly they take a drug, take this pill, and they're dead. Um, we, I mean, we're going to have to solve that problem, but in the meantime, we've got to figure out a way to try to make it safe. How do you do that? Correct. You know, so... So the focus on how do we keep people safe, the name of the game is harm reduction, right? We have to understand that it's not just about like you've got to tell, you have to tell people they can't do drugs, don't do drugs, don't try it. The, the, the reality is they're, they're going to try it. College kids are going to try it whether we like it or not. Um, so we have to have some honest conversations about like, look, you need to be really careful and be safe. So naloxone or Narcan, that's the first harm reduction measure that, that Mississippi has really pushed out and done an incredible job through all of our law enforcement and first responders and Department of Mental Health. So naloxone and Narcan is, is available all over the state and it's free. Next, we, we really want to see the availability of these fentanyl testing strips. As you talked about, they're very simple. Uh, very low-tech um, devices. There is just a little strip of paper um, that almost looks like a pregnancy test, but it's a strip of paper that will that you dip in a solution of water um, mixed with whatever pill or um, substance that a person wants to try. It can tell you, like, hey, this has fentanyl in it, and it's really dangerous, or it needs to be thrown away. You know, some of the the myths around fentanyl testing strips that you brought up is that test strips, well, that'll just enable people or encourage them to use drugs. You know, and I would say that that there's no evidence to support that. 
um, in states that have legalized fentanyl testing strips and distribute them regularly, they've not seen an increase in people using drugs or, you know, it's not a, a permission slip for, Hey, you can go use now because you've got fentanyl testing strips. What it is, is a safety precaution. And so now that people have this, they can say, Oh, well, there's fentanyl in here. I'm not going to use it. And studies have been done. Um, and Columbia University did a study that showed that 42% of people who used fentanyl testing strips you decided to not use at all. They just completely avoided it. So it actually has the potential to decrease use and decrease overdose. What are you, what are you sensing in terms of support? You know, I am, I am really optimistic about the support that I've heard from people. Um, you know, I heard um, last week there were several people from our state law enforcement agencies talking about fentanyl testing strips on SuperTalk, and that that was that makes me very hopeful. Um, I've had conversations with people at Department of Health and Department of Mental Health about fentanyl testing strips and making them available. Um, I'm hopeful, Ricky. That's awesome. That That is awesome. Um, okay, so it looks like we might have lost Angela, but we've got to, we only have a minute and 10 seconds to go. But the, the it's a powerful message about the bill being drafted in the upcoming legislative session that's going to work to legalize the fentanyl testing strips in the state. She made a great case for why we need to do it. I mean, it's just devastating to continue to hear about the number of people who are dying because of this fentanyl-laced uh, products that they're taking. And it, I mean, the number of deaths across the country and in Mississippi is just its just uh, too hard to hear. Hopefully we can do something to curtail the deaths while we continue to focus on uh, on the pipeline and getting that, getting that stopped. It's a, it's a real tragedy in, in America today, sadly. So anyway, this has been Angela Millett, or Mallet, excuse me, for End It For Good. She's the Director of uh, Outreach. It's been a great show today. Thank you so much for joining us, and have a great day. Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Supertalk MS Coast 103.1. A Supertalk Mississippi Media Production.